Many of you will remember this day. Many of you will remember where you were at exactly on September 11th, 2001. That's a day for many of us that we'll never forget. I remember exactly where I was on that day. What's crazy is to think how fast time passes. I'm, most of these seniors were either just born or not even born yet, which is crazy to think about and how fast time goes. But many of us know what took place on that day. Four airplanes were hijacked. Two of them went into the Twin Towers. One of them crashed into a, um, a field in Pennsylvania, and one of them crashed in the west side of the Pentagon. The natural instinct for those inside those buildings was to get out. But on that day, there were heroes who didn't run out. They ran into those buildings to help those in need. And I wanna share one of those stories today, and there's a point to it. One being Lieutenant Colonel Ted Anderson, and maybe you've heard this story before, and I'm sure some of you have. One account captures the story this way. Anderson acted like a man possessed. It said as others ran for their lives, he sprinted from his office toward the point of impact. And they said that he even took his jacket and, and put it over shards of glass and he jumped up into a window. There's, there's many stories here, but it says this about Lieutenant Colonel Ted Anderson. Over the next hour, over the next hour, as the rest of the world looked on in shock and horror, Ted Anderson returned to the blaze over and over again, saving people. He ran to the roar. Eventually, the story says that firefighters restrained Lieutenant Colonel Anderson, not allowing him to go back in to the Pentagon. And they say they probably saved his life because many of you know, because it collapsed a few minutes later. What's interesting is he shares his story. He stayed there all day and he said, mainly he stayed there all day because his keys to his car was still on his desk. And it says eventually at one point they allowed him to go back in and he got his keys and he went home. And it's very detailed when he says he went home, he cried, he listened to 52 messages on his answering machine. That was before cell phones were really big. And he said he tried to get some sleep and this is what happened. I want you to get this because it's gonna lead into what we're talking about today. Said his phone rang about 1 a.m. and it was his boss who said, I can't sleep, let's go to work. Put your battle uniform on. So in the middle of the night, they were headed back to the Pentagon because they knew we were at war. That's what soldiers do. That's who soldiers are. And if you understand anything, I want you to get this. We're gonna talk about David's mighty men in 2 Samuel 23. And we're gonna talk about one mighty man from that. But you need to understand what drives a man like Lieutenant Colonel Ted Anderson. What drives him to run back into the Pentagon, to run toward danger, to run to towards the roar. In Ted's words, it says this, we had people inside and it's the nature of a military guy that we never leave anyone behind. That's gonna set a little bit about where we're going in 2 Samuel chapter 20, talking about David's mighty men, but one in particular man today. I wanna share something with you that is, it is geared towards some of our graduates, but it's geared towards each one of us today. And I don't want you to miss it. And some of this today that I'm sharing is from a couple of books that I read by a person named Mark Batterson. If you're interested, you can look that up. Some great things and some of the things I'm sharing are from those books. And I want you to get this as it lays foundation in 2 Samuel chapter 23. Run to the roar, a lion chaser. You'll learn more about that as we go on throughout the day today. David's mighty men weren't the kind of men who would run away. 
They wouldn't run away from what they're afraid of. These were boot camp trained, battle tested brave hearts. And their stories are some of the most epic, most heroic stories in the entire Bible. So let's learn about one of these men today. Second Samuel chapter 23, and we're gonna start in verse 20 and go to verse 23. Second Samuel chapter 23, verses 20 through 23. Verse 20 says this, and Benahiah, the son of Jehoiada, was a valiant man from Kabziel, a doer of great deeds. He struck down two arrows of Moab. Now listen to this. This is what we're gonna focus on a little bit today and don't miss this today. He also went down and struck down a lion in a pit on a day when snow had fallen. As I've always said many times, I love the detail in God's word. Verse 21, and he struck down an Egyptian. Once again, more detail, a handsome man, probably talking about many of you folks that are here today. The Egyptian had a spear in his hand, but Benaniah went down to him with a staff and snatched the spear out of the Egyptian's hand and killed him with his own spear. Oh man, it went from PG-13 to rated R right there real quick, didn't it? Verse 22, these things to Benaniah, the son of Jehoiada, and won a name beside the three mighty men. He was renowned among the 30, but he did not attain to the three, and David set him over his bodyguard. That is our foundation and where we're going today. So listen to this, Pathway Church. Listen to this, seniors today. One of the great challenges we face in reading scripture in a story like this is this. We know how it ends. And because we know the ending, we assume it was inevitable. And psychologists, you know, call that hindsight bias. And it's one of the greatest challenges we face in reading scripture. We're Monday morning quarterbacks. We know how every story ends. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. We know, for example, before we read about the crucifixion, we already know about the resurrection. And for many of us, we miss out on what God is trying to tell us in his word. So here's what I know for sure is this. Listen to this. Because we're reading these stories thousands of years after the fact, and because we know how every story ends, we lose the element of surprise, the element of danger, the element of risk. That's how it is with this story in 2 Samuel 23, verse 20. We know that Benahiah is the one who walks out of the pit with the lion. Now, if that doesn't get you just like a little pumped up right there, I don't know what's gonna get you pumped up. We know he walks out of the pit. And if we aren't careful, we assume that it's had to been like that. But this has to rank as one of the craziest acts of courage in all of scripture. Now listen, I'm not saying I'm a smart man at all. I've never claimed that. And I know many of you are like, good, Nate, I'm glad you didn't claim that. But I can tell you one thing, and I think you could all agree whether you've watched something on YouTube or the, or the History Channel or the Animal Planet Channel or something, but there's one instinct we have as, as humans. If we see a lion coming our way, our instinct is what? Run! Get out of there! Run as fast as you can! And you know, you've heard this before. Listen, if you're with me, I don't have to run fast. I just gotta run faster than you. Some of you are like, oh man, I better start practicing. You better run. But that's not what lion chasers do. That's not what lion chasers are built for. That's not who God has called us to be. We are called to run to the roar. And some of you are like, oh, Nate, I'm scared. Now listen, before we go any further, 
Back to that thing about being smart. I'm not claiming that, but there's one thing I am claiming. Don't go out here and be like, Nate told us to go chase some lions. All right? If you literally want to, it's like going in Florida and chasing alligators. If that's you and you want to be brave enough to do it, that's up to you. That's between you and the Lord. And, you know, you might see him sooner than the rest of us. But listen to this. Lion chasers run to the roar. We don't know where Benahiah was going or what Benahiah was doing when he crossed paths with his lion. All we know is his gut reaction and it was gutsy. Listen, a lion weighs 500 pounds and runs at 35 miles an hour. I learned that from the animal planet. But listen, they also have these things called claws. Get out of there. But lion chasers do something different. God's soldiers do something different. When God's placed something in our heart, a dream or a calling, we run to the roar no matter how scary it is. No matter how big it is, we don't care because God is with us. Amen. Now, some of us, you're amen in it. You're amen in it. But let's see if we mean it today. It goes without saying. If you find yourself in a pit with a lion on a snowy day, I love the detail that it was snowing that day. I don't know if that meant he was trying to tell us it was even harder. But listen, I love the detail. You've got a problem. Probably your last problem you'll ever have. Probably that's how it's going to end for you. But you gotta admit, for Benahiah, this was huge. It looks good on a resume. Yeah, here's my resume. Went down to a pit, killed a lion. It was snowing too, so the elements were bad. That's what I do, you know? I mean, Benahiah basically could beat us all out of a job, no matter what. But in all seriousness, as we think about it, listen to this, and Benahiah and some of the things that he did in his life. It's a great thing to have on a resume when you're applying for a bodyguard position. That's where Benahiah ended up. Benahiah landed a job as King David's bodyguard, and he eventually became commander in chief of Israel army under Solomon. So he was the second most powerful person in the entire kingdom of Israel, but it all traced back to this fight or flight moment. When it comes time for you to run to the roar, what will you do? Will you fight or flight? When God's calling you, when God's put a dream in your heart, when God's saying, I need you to fulfill this dream, not only for you, but most of all for me, will you fight or will you flight? And for many of us, we flight. And so I ask you today, Pathway Church, and obviously our seniors today, are you going to run from what you're afraid of? Are you going to run to the roar? Are you going to let fear dictate your decisions? Or are you gonna live by faith and chase the lion? Oh man, that's good. Or are you gonna live by faith and chase the lion? Not much has changed in 3,000 years. When we lack the guts to go after God-ordained, God-sized dreams, we rob, we rob God of the glory he deserves, amen? So here's what I wanna say, Pathway Church, as we go into this. Let's see if we could do something together. Seniors, let's see if we can do this. Let's go, come on, let's go big or go home. Let's quit living as if the purpose of life is to arrive safely at death, but let's go after a dream that is destined to fail without divine intervention, amen? Amen. A couple of you are awake, let's go. So crazy dreams. What is it God's put in your heart? What's the calling he has for you in your life? What's the scariest dream you could go after? Seniors, what's the craziest dream you could go after? Pathway Church, what's the riskiest dream you could go after? What's the biggest dream you could go after? I believe God's called us to set 
goals and set dreams and to set things in our life. And there's something I started doing a few years ago. I don't know what this will mean to you, but this is just something that I did. And so it's not, once again, it's back to like me doing the dishes. This isn't to say like, oh, look, Nate, you know, that's it. I'm sorry, guys, I brought the dishes thing again, but... I started doing something a few years ago where at the beginning of the year, every year I set some kind of goal or dream or something and I try to live it out as long as I can or try to make it through the year. Most of the time I do okay. I'm not saying I'm perfect. But a couple years ago I did something. And now some of you are gonna wonder why this is here, okay? Don't worry, no demonstrations, okay? Nobody's gonna have to save me today, all right? So Couple years ago, this is gonna sound silly to you and this is gonna make a point in a minute because it's gonna sound really silly to you, okay? Couple years ago, for whatever reason in my life, never skateboarded, never longboarded, nothing. I played a lot of sports, so I, never, I always was worried about twisting an ankle or breaking an ankle and I never wanted to you know, mess that up because I needed as much help as I could get to get in the game, all right? So I needed all I could. So listen, but a couple years ago, I always wanted to longboard, always. Some of you are like, man, you're crazy. I know, it's all right. I always wanted the longboard. So with somewhat of the blessing of my wife, I get on Amazon and I bought me this longboard, all right? And she's like, what are you doing? She's like, just just trust me, all right? Trust me on this. So I get this longboard and I always wanted to do it. Now, I don't know if, (laughs) I don't know what's more crazy chasing our lion or seeing a middle-aged man trying a longboard. I don't know what's more crazy, but some people may have saw me. So I'm out in the neighborhood. I'm out on, we live off Oslo there. I'm out on Oslo. Everybody's probably like, oh, look at that crazy old guy out there trying a longboard. That's all right. We're going to get to that in a minute. But listen, it, was, it sounds silly to you, but this was a big deal for me. I always wanted to do it. So there I am out there. No demonstrations, all right? But no, listen, I'm out there and I'm trying to learn and I'm like doing all this fell a couple times. It's okay. Don't worry. I'm fine. But uh, I know some of you are worried about me, but here's the deal. I love longboarding now. I'm not saying I'm a pro. I'm no Tony Hawk. Okay. All right. If you don't know who Tony Hawk is, then you're probably not involved in longboarding or skateboarding, but that's all right. So it's something that it's just something that dream. I always had a dream. It's a silly, small little dream. I'm not saying God called me to longboard, but you know, what's been crazy about this is it's amazing the different kids that I've been able to connect with in our neighborhood because we're like out longboarding. I know you're like, man, some weird old guys out there longboarding. Come on, kids, get in the house, get in the house. You know, so that didn't go as well as planned, but that's all right. But it sounds kind of silly and I'm gonna put that right back down there so no one gets hurt, including myself. But uh, it sounds silly saying, Nate, why why, why do you say that? Because I do truly believe that what God's called us to do And the dream he's called us, the calling he has, it definitely takes faith. And sometimes faith is the willingness to look foolish. I want you to get that. You think it's foolish that I wanted to longboard. I know you do. It's okay. You can say it. It's all right. Let's be honest in the church. But to me, it was a big deal. And that's just one of many things I I set throughout each year. And I learned how to longboard. And I know it took faith. It took faith. Trust me, it took a lot of faith from me because I thought I was going to wipe out many times. But faith is the willingness to look foolish. And I kind of share that story and it's funny, but I share that because if we're running to the roar, if we become lion chasers, there's gonna take some faith 
And you may look foolish, and we'll talk more about that in just a minute. But let me tell you something I've learned about 500-pound lions. By definition, a God-sized dream will always be beyond your ability, beyond your logic, and beyond your resources. Listen to this, Pathway Church. If God doesn't do it, it can't be done. But that's how God gets the glory. He does things we can't take credit for, amen? And that's what we wanna be challenged with and what I want you to go after today. So I have to warn you, it's gonna take longer than you think. It's gonna be harder than you want. But if your dream doesn't scare you, it's too small. If you're big enough for your dream, your dream isn't big enough for our God, amen? Amen. So two ways to get started on your dream and your calling and maybe where it is that God has for you. And I want you to get this is this. I know you're sitting here and you're saying, Nate, I'm not a dreamer. I don't feel like God's called me to do anything. I believe he has called you. I believe God's called each one of us to be a dreamer. I believe God's called each one of us to a special calling to do something powerful for him. So I think you have dreams. You may not know what they are. You may even forget about what they've been. For example, if you're a parent, you have a dream. You gave that dream a name when he or she was born. You're a dreamer. There's many of us that have dreamed. We could go on different examples about that. And sometimes what we're guilty of is, is that we've prayed about something and God made it happen and we forget about it. We prayed to have kids and then we forget to be thankful for them. We prayed for that spouse and then we forget to be thankful for them. That was a dream. That was a calling God had and he made it happen. He answered those prayers. And for some of us, when we were going after our spouse, trust me, we were running to the roar because we knew she was running the other way, right? Some of us guys, we had to chase it, right? It's all right. I had to do that with my wife. She didn't want nothing to do with me, but hey, you know, eventually she just gave up. So, but we think about it, we're all dreamers. I want you to get this, and I want, this is very important. So here's two ways to get started in a dream. The first one is this, inventory your history. Your destiny is buried somewhere in your history. And you say, Nate, what do you mean by that? I want you to, I told that story for a reason at the beginning. Lieutenant Colonel Ted Anderson, whose story I told earlier, is a great example of destiny being buried in history. The story is, and how he shares it, when he was 13 years old, he visited D.C. for the first time. His dad was graduating from the FBI Academy in Quantico, Virginia. They visited the tomb of the unknowns at Arlington National Cemetery. And Ted said this, that's when I knew that I wanted to be a soldier. Ted would go on to serve as a paratrooper for two decades, but that seed was planted when he was a teenager. I'm gonna share something with you that to be honest, I don't know if I've ever shared with anybody. And so, you're the benefit of it. I was in sixth grade. Sixth grade's a tough time. In sixth grade, and I don't remember all the, all the things that took place. I just remember certain things. I remember I got sick really bad. And I can remember just laying. I remember our couch as a kid. I can remember that couch. And I remember being so sick. And I don't remember much after that. So I had, finally, my uh, parents took me to the, to the hospital and I had strep pneumonia and then that led to septus, septicemia, if I say that right, which is a bacteria that goes in your blood. 
It's like a 50% rate whether you make it or not. I, I didn't know any of that. I was out. I was out cold. And so, as you know, here I am again. <laughs> so made it through and lucky you guys, all right? <laughs> um, it's crazy when you think about it. So I remember being in the hospital and not, not trying to be funny, but I, I, didn't, I didn't go to heaven. I didn't see Jesus or nothing like that. I, but I can remember this. I remember laying in a hospital as a sixth grader. I can remember in that moment, I felt God. I felt his presence. Some of you may or have a story like this, but I can remember that's when he called me right then as a sixth grader. He called me to the ministry. And I felt very clear that he called me right then and there. He called me to youth student ministry in that moment. It's hard to believe I've been doing student ministry for like 17 years now, which is crazy. So I believe God has your dream, your calling, and it's somewhere in your history. And so for me, that was in that moment. What's crazy is I didn't share that with anybody for like a couple of years. I finally shared it with my mom. And then, of course, she's like going crazy, like, well, yeah, why, why didn't you tell anybody? I think I was, I didn't tell anybody because I was scared to run to the roar. I was scared to chase the lion. I was scared where it was going to lead. What did it mean? I didn't know. I was just a kid. What did that mean? Where were we going to go? And then after that, I start sharing with others, and thank goodness I had other people come in my life. And unfortunately, Nate, I shared this before, unfortunately, Nate had his own plans, and he ran definitely away from the roar for a long time. Because I was scared to death of that. I didn't want anything to do with it. You're saying, Nate, why do you share that story? Because I believe, like I said, Pathway Church is full of dreamers, dreams that God has called you to do, but a calling that he's called you to do, to fulfill, to run to the roar, to chase the lion. And we need you. We need you. So look at your history. Look at your history. Where is it in your history that God's called you to do something? I've had many conversations with you, many conversations with many of you and things that you've been through. We need people to help other people you've been through something, guess what? Somebody else probably is going through it as well, and you could help that person. We need you. So don't stop giving up on what God's called you to do. Doesn't matter your age. Doesn't matter where you're from. The second one is this. The best way to discover your dream is to get around a dreamer. This is crazy. You got to get this, but dreams are contagious. A calling when God is on fire for somebody, it's contagious. There are seasons when God wants us to focus on the dream that he's given us, but there are seasons when we've got to focus on serving someone else's dream. That's why we need you. And that's how our dreams will become reality. That's what David's mighty men did. That's what Benaniah did when he was serving David's dream. In fact, as his bodyguard, he was willing to trade his life for David's life. But it was David's dream becoming reality. 
that led to Ben and I's dream job. He got a key position in administration. Then he worked his way all the way up in the chain of command to become King Solomon's commander in chief. His dream became reality, but it started when he started serving David's dream. You're saying, Nate, I don't understand. How can I serve someone else's dream? Listen, we have kids in our children's ministry that have dreams and callings. They need somebody. They need somebody to love on them, to share Christ with them, to understand about maybe something you've been through, and then you can pass it on. You can pass God's word on to them. We have students coming to our student ministry, Pathway Church, that come from broken homes. That Many that live with grandparents or they live with some kind of guardian, they need people. You want to be around dreamers? Then come and hang out with some kids and some students. But we also know this, and I've shared this before, and I've prayed this before. There's many of you that sit here as older adults, and you still have dreams, and you still have callings. And guess what? There's many of us my age and younger. We need to come around you and support your dreams and support your callings. Amen? I believe Pathway Church is starting to look different, but I believe it would be even a lot different if we started to come and gel together and said, you know what? What God, what's God calling you to do? What dream has he set in your heart and in your mind? What is it that he wants you to do? Guess what? I want to come alongside you and help you with that. Oh, man. What better way to chase a lion than all of a sudden look around and you're by yourself. But, man, what a way to chase a lion when you look around and you got a whole army with you. Amen? Pathway Church, listen to this. So we got to have some faith in this. We got to have faith faith together. We got to get this together. We talked about a little bit about this. But faith is the willingness to look foolish. And you're saying, Nate, yep, you look foolish when you were talking about getting on that longboard. That's okay. I look foolish when I finally told some of my friends that I was being called into the ministry. And for many of them that went on to do other things, they're like, man, Nate, you're gonna go and be a pastor, man? Like, that's crazy. And I'm like, yeah, I know it's crazy. I was scared to death but I knew God set something in my heart and in my mind. And I was like, all right, Lord, if this is it, I gotta have faith. I'm gonna run to the roar. I'm gonna chase the lion. Has it been easy? You better believe it has not been easy at all. I wish I could tell you different. I want you to get this and listen to this today, Pathway Church. I can't imagine anything more foolish than chasing a lion, but that's faith. Listen to some of these wonderful characters from God's word. Noah looked foolish building an ark. Sarah looked foolish buying maternity clothes. David looked foolish going into the battle with a slingshot. Benaniah looked foolish chasing a lion. The wise men looked foolish following a star. Peter looked foolish getting out of the boat. And Jesus looked foolish hanging half naked on a cross. But then again, faith is the willingness to look foolish. And the results speak for themselves today. Noah was saved from the flood. Sarah gave birth to Isaac. David defeated Goliath. Benaniah killed a lion in a pit on a snowy day. The wise men found the Messiah. Peter walked on water. And we know as we celebrated two weeks ago, and Jesus was raised from the dead. Amen? Amen. Listen to this. Pathway Church, seniors today, 
If you aren't willing to look foolish, you are foolish because it's the fear of foolish that stands between us and our God-ordained dream and calling that he has for us. So get this today. If you're sitting here today, you say this to yourself, I can't change majors. Majors, I might look foolish. I can't quit my job. I might look foolish. I can't seek out counseling. I might look foolish. I can't share my faith. I might look foolish. I can't pray for a miracle. I might look foolish. I can't fill out that application. I might look foolish. I can't make the move. I might look foolish. I can't make the call. I might look foolish. Listen, Pathway Church, go ahead and look foolish today. That's what God has called us to do. Run to the roar. Chase your lion today. Amen. I tell you what, I believe Pathway Church, if we could get, it doesn't matter all ages, all race, wherever we're from, it doesn't matter north, south, east, west, it doesn't matter what's happened in our life. If we could go lock arms and we could start saying, we're going to start chasing some good, crazy 500 pound dreams and callings that God's called us to do. I believe Pathway Church and Vero Beach would be different. Amen. Amen. So here's the deal. The second one as we go through this, all right, just hang on a little bit. I'm going to get there. All right. This is important. We won't spend a whole lot of time on it, but faith is unlearning our fears. You can run away from what you're afraid of, but you'll be running away for the rest of your life. Don't let fear dictate your decisions. Don't let what somebody else has said to you some point in your life, right? You can't do that. You're not good enough for that. Do you know who does that? That's, that's not who you are. Those are other people. Don't let what somebody said to you dictate and allow fear to come in your life to miss out on running towards the roar and chasing your 500 pound dream that God's called you to do. There's only one person that you need to listen to and that's our heavenly father and the words that he said in his word that are true about each one of us. He's made us. You gotta get that. 1 John 4.18 says this, perfect love cast out fear. I love that. Love is fearless. I know some of you may have asked this question. If you knew you couldn't fail, what dream would you go after? Seniors, listen to that. And I think that's a good question, but here's a better question. If you knew you would fail, what dream would you still go after because you couldn't live with yourself without going after it. Let me read it one more time. What dream would you still go after? What is it God's calling you to do? And you would go after it because you couldn't live with yourself without going after it. It's not about winning or losing. It's not about success or failure. It's about obedience. It's about obedience. So live to tell the story. Let's run towards our 500 pound dream. Let's chase the lion. Let's run to the roar. Are you living your life that is worth telling stories about? Get this today, Pathway Church. God wants to write his story through your life. You are a subplot in the epic story of redemption. But the turning point of that story is when you have the courage, when I have the courage to chase your lion the way Benaniah did, and we must do the same today. So when we lack the guts to go after the 500 pound lion in our life, we rob God of the glory that he deserves. 
Don't let fear dictate your decisions, but run to the roar today, Pathway Church. We must do this together. We must do this. Many of you have done that. You've paved the way for us. You've paved the way for these seniors, but we continue to need to lock arms and run towards the lion, chase the lion, run towards the roar. Listen to this as we're about to wind this up. There's a story. Some of you that that, that are into this, you know maybe even more about this, but there's a, there's a tribe in Africa called the Maasai tribe. And they hunt lions and lions kind of hunt them really. They do to protect themselves, lions hunt them. But there's a story and how they do this and I love this and I want you to get this. And there's something called a lion spike that they use. And the worship team's gonna come out in a minute and they're gonna start with something, but there's something about this that I love. As I was learning and just kind of learning about the Maasai tribe, and some of you may have studied, know them even better or more, but it's a little spike. It's got a little, little handle right here, and then you can put your hand in that, and it's just sharp on both, both sides. It's not real big. It's maybe like here and here, maybe that. And so the Maasai tribe, they take this lion spike, all right? Now get this. These are some brave people, okay? But when those lions come after them, what they do is, is they take this spike, this lion spike, it's made out of cow bone. I love that, it's made out of cow bone, strong. So the lion comes running towards them. They're not scared, they're not running. They run to the roar. And when that lion comes and its mouth is about to open and when that lion roars, what they do is they take that spike and they jam it right into the lion's jaw and into the mouth. Some of you are like, oh, oh, okay, easy, Nate. I know everybody's mouth's hurting right now, I know. They take that and they jam that thing into the lion's mouth. And you guys know where it's going, but the lion can't bite down. That lion spike is stuck. It's like, if, have you ever got a toothpick stuck? Yeah, some of you are like, yeah, I know how that feels. Yeah. You ever got a toothpick stuck in there? That's the worst feeling. That's what they do, the Maasai tribe. They take that lion spike, they run to the roar. Can you imagine a 500 pound lion coming at you and they take this spike and they're just like, no fear. They just run to the roar and put that thing right in that lion's mouth. That's intense. So I ask you, Pathway Church, I don't know what dream you're chasing. I don't know what fear you're facing. But there's always a moment, a moment of truth when you must dare, when you must ask God for the tools, for the equipping to do what he's called you to do and thrust that spike into the lion's mouth. Whatever it is you're afraid of, whatever it is God's called you to, and you're running towards the roar, you're chasing the lion. Maybe you're in a pit with the lion on a snowy day. You're the one that's gonna come out victorious, not because anything that we can do, but only what God can do. And so Pathway Church, seniors today, he's asking us, let's get, let's get quit with our lion spike. Let's run towards the roar. Let's chase the lion and let's take that lion spike and shove it in that lion's mouth where he cannot defeat us anymore and we can do what God's called us to do. Amen. So listen to this. Don't run away from what you're afraid of. Don't let fear dictate your decisions. Fight for the 500 pound dream that God has put in your heart. We need you. Don't stop. Keep going. You've got to get this today, Pathway Church. This isn't just for seniors. This is for all of us. 
I want to read something to you that is something that, that I got from, from this book that I was telling you about, a couple of these books that I was telling you about I read. And I've had it with me for a long time, and I try to, I try to read this often. And it's going to be on the screen for you, and I want you to hear it. You can read. I know many of us will read it before we, you know, that's because what we do. We're, we want to read it real quick, and I want you to get it. Don't miss these words when I read this to you. It's called the Lion Chasers Manifesto. And we're going to sing a song here in a minute. The Lion Chasers Manifesto. Get this today. Quit living as if the purpose of life is to arrive safely at death. Run to the roar. Set God-sized goals. Pursue God-given passions. Go after a dream that is destined to fail without divine intervention. Stop pointing out problems. Become part of the solution. We could stop and have a message and sermon right there. Stop repeating the past. Start creating the future. Same thing. That's a whole series right there. Face your fears, fight for your dreams, grab opportunity by the main and don't let go. Live like today is the first day and last day of your life. Burn sinful bridges, blaze new trails, live for the applause of nail scarred hands. And don't miss this next line, I love this line. Don't let what's wrong with you keep you from worshiping what's right with God. Man, that's good to fail, dare to be different, quit holding out, quit holding back, quit running away, chase the lion, run to the roar. Pathway Church, we need some people equipped with the lion's fight and we need to face it. We need to face the fears. We need to go what God's called us to do. We need some people that are willing to stand on the front lines of battle and say, God, we got this. You put it in our hearts. You put it in our minds, this calling, this dream. We want to do what we can. We'll face the fears. And I can tell you right now I wish I could say it's easier said than done but listen if there's a 500 pound lion coming at us but maybe it is a fear that seems like that if it's coming at us we can talk a big game listen I act tough sometimes but I can tell you I'm going to need some of you with me because if that thing's coming at me I might pass it on to Rick Raider and say Rick here put that in the lion's mouth all right but I know he's with me I know he's with me we're being silly about it but listen to this we're going we're going to sing a song and this song is just called fighting for us I love this song. Maybe today you're here, this is your first time, and you don't even quite know everything that's going on, but maybe your dream you're calling right now today, you feel like something's different, something's going on. Maybe it's because today is your dream, your calling where you come to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And trust me, I guarantee there's been people that have been praying for you and praying for that moment. Maybe today is the day that you realize that you start learning about a God that's fighting for you, that you learn that there's other people that are fighting for you to see whatever it is, the calling or dream that God has for you. Maybe that's what you do today and you come to Lord, know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. That'd be amazing. But maybe you're here today and you're saying, Nate, you know, you talked about a lot of different things and facing your fears and I believe God has something, but I don't know where, I don't know what. Just take a step. Just take a step. Seniors, I wish I could tell you, many of you that are different places, wish I could tell you, you could go and you could defeat one lion, but more than likely there's gonna be more coming. It's not as easy as just words being spoken. It's a daily walk with our heavenly father. It takes a lot of work. 
And I do believe that God's called us here as Pathway Church. I believe he's called us to be lion chasers. I believe he's called us to run to the roar. And don't let what's wrong with you, including Nate, don't let what's wrong with Nate keep me from worshiping what's right with God. I love that part. So I want you to stand. And as you stand, we're going to get ready to sing this song. And I don't know where or what you need today or what your prayer would be, but these altars are always open. We have prayer partners that'll be over here that'll pray for you. If you want to pray by yourself, you can pray over there. Listen, we need you. God needs you. Who would be willing in this room to pick up the lion spike, to pick it up and run to the lion, to run to the roar. Benahiah can be in a pit with the lion on a snowy day and he gets out alive and defeats it. I love God's word. I love stories like this because it applies to what God has for each one of us. So don't miss out. If you need to pray today and there's something you need, we're asking the first step. Run, run if you need to. Run to an altar where people are gonna come around you and love you and help you however way with God's help. Run, run to the roar. Chase that lion today. Maybe it's at your seat, that's fine. Maybe it's after service, that's fine. But don't miss this opportunity to run to the roar. Chase your lion. God is fighting for us. You got to sing this song. I believe it's like a battle cry as we get ready. I believe it's a battle cry. Run to the roar. Chase your calling, your dream that God has for you. not angry or closed and even in ways we don't know you're fighting for us you won't hold back when it comes to your children you fiercely defend us till we stand delivered you're fighting for us always
never been surprised Whatever war may rise You're fighting for us You move with holy rage In all your miraculous ways We simply stand here amazed Cause you're fighting for us
good day. It's a good day. Seniors, am I on? There we go. All right. Um, seniors, know God's fighting for you. We're fighting with you. You got to know, yeah. You got to know you got a church family. Many seniors, different place. You got a church family that's fighting for you. They love you. We love and appreciate you. Congratulations. So now, church, continue to show that. And go and love on our seniors and their families. It's going to be a little area over there. God bless you. Don't leave today. Don't leave today without just making sure you're where you need with what the Lord has for you. I do believe God's doing something special here at Pathway Church like we've never seen. It's more than we can ever think or imagine, right? That's what God's word says, amen. And I believe he's doing something good and we need you. We want to be a part of it. And let's see what God can do when we all chase that line. When we all chase it, when we run to the roar and we're not scared, we're not fearful. There may be times, but that's why we have each other. Be blessed today. Have an awesome day, and we'll see you soon. Thanks.